I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Mimi Page is an auteur of electronic dream pop and a composer of video game scores. You've heard her music turn up in TV series like Dark. We've been intoxicated by her for years, whether it's the serene vocals on Breathe Me In, the celestial choirs of Dark Before the Dawn, her collaborations with Delirium, or her own evocative instrumentals. But her new album, Sound Healing Volume 1, takes her in a more meditative direction. That's coming up. We are now at the end of our summer fundraiser, so you still have one more shot to let us know if you care at all about Echoes and the Echoes podcast. And you can do that by making a donation to the show, hopefully a significant one, because we have too much ground to make up. That's about all you need to know if you want to keep hearing this great music on the air and great interviews in the podcast. Go to echoes.org and tap the support tab. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E. Es.org.org. Go ahead and do that while we listen to this extended interview with Mimi Page. Mimi Page is a singer who's been entrancing me for years. She's released a few albums and lots of singles and EPs, notably Breathe Me In. She was a diva of EDM, appearing on tracks by Delirium, John Fryer and Black Needle Noise, and Bass Nectar. That last one's got a bit of a dark backstory. But Mimi Page usually heads for the light, and her latest album is Sound Healing, Volume 1. It's an all-instrumental ambient album, although most of the instruments are her voice. I'm talking to Mimi Page on the Riverside app from her home studio in Longview, Texas, far from the madding crowd of Los Angeles, where she spent most of her career. She's only in her mid-30s, but looks much younger. Her long auburn hair falls over her left shoulder, framing a smile that seems like she's gotten some really good news. She plays piano, guitar, a little flute, and behind her, I can see a Celtic harp. Yes, I have that. It's really for vibe. (laughs) Mimi Page's vibe is on the positronic side. You can hear it in one of her earlier songs, Flowing. It's a work with minimal lyrics, but a lot of emotional power. I love that you mentioned that. That's probably my favorite song I've ever written, is Flowing. I'm like the ocean, I'm flowing away. Sometimes less is more for me when I want to communicate a feeling and an experience. And... I want to take someone into the music, so the lyrics are kind of like the doorway. So you know what it's about, and you can follow it, but then you are submerged then in the beautiful frequencies that are kind of hugging you. Mimi had something of a wild childhood. Her mother was Cheryl Clark. She was a singer, 
actress and dancer, appearing in Broadway stage shows around the country. As a toddler, Mimi Page went along with her, living backstage. Dancer, singer, actress, yeah, she was in some Broadway legendary shows. She was awesome, yeah. I grew up on tour with her, that was my childhood, so I, I think I traveled to 48 states before the age of four. A couple different countries. <laughs> as fun as that seems, she was not seduced by the lights of Broadway. <laughs> you would think, right? This is part of my like spirituality. I think your soul comes in just as like a unique thing. And I love her art form, but I couldn't be any more interested in doing any of that. And I think that was upsetting to her. Because I'm like, man, I mean, that would have been so awesome. I feel bad. Instead, she discovered new age music. And she did it when she was only seven years old. The first CD I ever got was Pure Moods. I was on tour with her. And she was in a chorus line, I think we were on tour for. And there was an infomercial, and I heard Enigma for the first time. Return to Innocence, and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Please get me this. <laughs> so that's where my ear and my soul wanted to go. It was just this dreamy vibe. I'm still the same to this day. That was a bit of a surprise to me, especially at seven. You know the term an old soul? I think I'm a very old soul. <laughs> <laughs> a composer of dream pop, sometimes aggressive video games, and an EDM diva is not someone you think of as new age driven. And her favorite artist is one of the earliest new age icons. I mean, I, when I heard Deuter though, something called me to the deepest part of my soul, and I couldn't explain it. I felt like I went home. He kind of made me feel like that's where I was going to go with my artistry. Because I've written in so many different genres, especially EDM, things like that. And that's very high energy. But what I feel my forte is, is going deep within the soul. And so when I heard him, I'm like, there is a whole place I can explore within me that I felt like he unlocked for me. That influence might not be evident in her earlier works like her 2012 release, Breathe Me In, or her 2015 recording, Ethereal Blues. These albums balance light and darkness, pain and passion. It's interesting, growing up in the city, and probably when you were listening to my earlier works, I was dealing with police helicopters and people fighting outside and gunshots at times. Like, pretty crazy, right? and I would have to go escape to nature. And so there's a lot of pain and chaos in my early work, which I find beautiful because it captures what I was living in at the time, and I'm very sensitive to my environment. The title track of Breathe Me In comes from the fashion side. I love that you said that. Well, Breathe Me In, it was literally, I met my husband, and then I wrote that whole album. Try to you. 
but the darkness is there as well. I did totally fall in love, but there's some dark songs on there. There's Black Valentine, which is about depression and anxiety. There's a darkness that adores me Sending roses in the night There's a lot on Breathe Me In that still comes from a dark place, but Ethereal Blues was really kind of like my spiritual awakening, especially even being in the music industry, trying to find stillness and authenticity without the pressures of having to overperform and manipulate myself and then seeing how hard it is to live in a city and be peaceful and sensitive and then just evolve as a person you know in the times we live in it was a very painful period that I was in I was still deeply in love with my partner but it was a very spiritually reflective album and how to heal on a very very core level my relationship with my art and my relationship just being a human being. is much more than a singer. She's a musician, programmer, and producer. When she collaborates with other artists on their records, she frequently produces the music as well. That's the case with the electronica band Delirium. They usually bring in guest singers, but according to Delirium's Reese Fulber, Mimi Page does much more. Mimi's like different than a lot of artists we've worked with because she's a fully formed project herself where she does the keyboards and programming. So. She would send us these ideas with not just vocals, but with keyboards and sounds and things. So usually we're sending vocalists a track we put together and then they do a vocal on it and then we kind of polish it up. But this one was different because Mimi sent us keyboards and some ideas and her voice on top and then we just kind of finished them. That's why it's a co-production. That's not always the case, however, most notably with EDM giant Bass Nectar. That's Lauren Ashton. He was cancelled in 2020 beneath a flood of sexual abuse allegations. Mimi Page didn't have that experience, but she felt manipulated and used, especially when she didn't get credit for one of her best-known works, Bass Nectar's Butterfly. She says she produced almost all the track, but never received full credit. That experience and further negative interactions with Ashton is still something she has trouble talking about. So when you're talking about not getting credit, are we, are we referencing Bass Nectar? Mm, yeah. 
He's supposed to be going to trial soon, I think. Yep. Do you follow that? Yep. I honestly didn't know about it until I researched this interview. Mm -hmm. And I was really distraught mm -hmm. because I interviewed him mm. when Vava Voom came out. At the time, I would say it was one of the best interviews I'd ever done. Mm. And then I read all that stuff and I read your open letter. Mm. That was kind of brutal. Yeah. I will forever be scarred by this entire situation. Forever. It's changed yeah. me. Yeah. There's a lot of beauty that came from it, but yeah, he's got a cult following. And I, I had some people threatening me, you know, just because I spoke what happened to me and my truth and stood up for little girls that had alleged they were harmed. And I stood up and getting threats for that. That's crazy. Did it change you for the better? Did it make you smarter? Did it make you, <sighs> are you changed because it's a hurt that's not going to go away? Both. Yeah. I, I wish I could say more and I probably will whenever this case is wrapped up because the allegations are so severe and even thinking about it viscerally, I go into a lot of stress um, just because it's so dark. But what I did find, which you probably read in my open letter, is I found my voice. And um, if anybody has been harmed, and if I've worked with somebody who's harmed somebody else, I am about a music industry that represents accountability and health on behalf of artists and fans. And so I am very proud of myself that I spoke up. I was terrified, but I'm really glad I did. That brings us to Sound Healing, Volume 1. It's an album of long, serene, meditative music with no lyrics. So sound healing, when you think of it scientifically, it's sound healing the body or the mind. And so throughout my whole career, I feel like I have been doing that, but not as like a new age artist, not creating solfeggio frequencies or using crystal healing bowls like I do now in a live setting. But my voice has a very healing frequency. And through different genres, I found I get the same message from my fan base. Your music healed me. Your voice has healed me. I listen to you to find peace. And so I've considered that kind of being what my profession is, is that I heal people through sound. While there are no lyrics on the album, there is a lot of Mimi Page's voice. And what's cool is I created my own software. It's called Light and Shadow, and it's all my vibration. My voice, you can play it as an instrument and you can actually heal yourself or just be in a good vibe creating with my sounds. And then I created a whole drone and pad virtual instrument where you can create pads and soundscapes. but all of those sounds are created out of my voice as well so it's not it doesn't sound like a vocal but they all are my voice so those healing frequencies will be very instrumental but they're still my voice so that's another aspect of my sound healing <laughs> 
Almost all the sounds on Sound Healing Volume 1 are actually Mimi Page's voice. Almost. Everything. Everything. So when I'm hearing these flutes... Not the flutes. Not the flutes uh, and not uh, the piano. Okay, okay. And not the nature sounds, of course. No, I am not the crickets or the water either. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or the birds. But um, all the ethereal vocals and the pads and synthesizers that you hear, Mm -hmm. all of those instrumentals, those are all my voice that are just manipulated. The compositions on sound healing are tone poems evoking spaces that are important in Mimi Page's life. Mystical Forest, that's probably my favorite on the album. I used to frequent Yosemite when I lived in California, and that is one of my favorite places on the planet. And anytime I was in the Sequoia Groves, I would feel just <laughs> like I was in a mystical forest. It, it, I mean, it, it, they're alive. They're, if you feel the energy of the trees, they speak to you. It felt like heaven on earth when I was in those groves. And so when I wrote this song, I was really wanting to place the listener in the space that I go to when I visit these places. So even if you're at home or you're in your car, wherever you are, you can close your eyes, put your headphones on, and you can just feel that peace that I feel when I'm there. Summer Rain is another tone poem that takes you out of the space you're in and puts you in a gentle world of Paige's creation. It's just a very visceral feeling when you stand out in the rain, but it's summer rain. It's warm. It's not cold. It's inviting. It's peaceful and serene. And so you hear the rain, which I sampled outside when it was raining, and feeling the delicacy of the piano, like the piano is raining on you, like over your brain. And then my vocals come in and it's kind of like very rainy with the vocals. And it just feels like you're getting a sound bath as you would like to the max. If Mimi Page wasn't a New Age artist before, she's affixed herself firmly in that world now. She and her husband even have a New Age store in Longview. We have this cute little shop called The Dreaming Peddler. It's actually the first metaphysical shop in our entire area. So we have sound healing bowls, um, we have incense, crystals, oddities, and because it's a small town, unlike a big city, Some people have never seen anything like this before. You may even find Mimi Page behind the counter, but more likely she'll be in her home studio taking care of her young child and crafting the next Mimi Page album. 
I'm working on a new album right now called Echoes of Eternity, and it's a lot more like you've heard of my work in the past, like ethereal blues, vocally, lyrically driven, but merged with the sound healing. So you'll you'll kind of hear that on my next record. In the meantime, we have Mimi Page's Sound Healing of Volume 1 to take you into the mystic. I will have a link to Mimi Page's album, Sound Healing Volume 1, in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. On the Tuesday Echoes podcast, it's going to be Moby, going back to our very first interview with him, which was the most expansive and career comprehensive. And remember to make your donation to our summer fun drive at echoes.org. Just hit the support tab at Echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G, and hit it hard. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online, right now, or whenever you want. <laughs>